Hey, hey, what is up, spiritual hooligan? Why are people such a pain in the butt? I mean, do you have people in your life that aggravate you and they rob you of your quiet mind? I spent the better part of 25 years now helping high conscious people like you figure out how do we get along with people? How do you get people to cooperate? How do you get the best out of people? Because in the end, unless you're going to go live in a cave, people are going to be a part of your process. And if you're committed to quiet mind, epic life, then today's topic is going to really help you. My name is Matthew Ferry and I'm bringing you your daily enlightenment. It's your moment to pause, to slow down, to get connected to enlightened perspectives. I want to help you to quiet your mind and restore your peace. So let's take a moment right now and get connected to that peace. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Hold your breath. And as you're holding your breath, close your eyes if that is appropriate. And if not, then keep them open. That's okay too. But just keep taking long, slow, deep breaths with me, holding them as long as you can. And let's sort of release all of the stresses of survival consciousness. And the way that we do that is we begin by setting an intention. We set an intention for enlightened consciousness to flow through. So repeat after me, will you? Please set the intention for enlightened consciousness to flow through to experience the purity of my own consciousness, to know that all is well, to embrace life, people, and circumstances exactly as they are. Please set the intention to release my need for things to be different, to practice total and complete acceptance of all people in all situations at all times, including myself. Now take a deep breath in. Hold your breath. Connect with the idea that all is well. Send a message to every cell in your body. All is well. Enlightenment is the recognition that the source of life for you is the source of life for everyone and everything. That we are all one thing expressing itself with infinite variety. It is the perspective that all is well because all is one all is one thing. Everything you're experiencing is the emergence of a self-organizing energy and information into everything that you're experiencing. In essence, there's no one out there. Now, there's stuff out there, don't get me wrong, and science is doing a bang-up job figuring out what's out there and identifying it and labeling it and having a good time doing it. But for you and I, we just have to be honest. You're not experiencing what's out there in the world. You're experiencing what's in here in you. And I will say, there are no jerks in the world until you show up. There are no jerks in the world until you show up and label them a jerk. You're resisting them and then blaming them for your resistance. And this is the drunk monkey. And in the rapid enlightenment process... We do four things to get the mind to go quiet so you can live an epic life. And that is, one, we identify and then we transcend the unconscious reflexes of the drunk monkey. And we're going to do that today. We're going to work on that. But we also identify and then correct or heal the imbalances in consciousness called the hidden motives to survive. We then address dogma by testing to see, do statements strengthen or weaken the body. We call it piercing through the veil of denial. And then 
Number four, we recontextualize. We use language that, that artfully and skillfully creates an empowering context so that all of your resources and all of your creativity and all of your chutzpah are unleashed. Today, I want to read to you a chapter from my book, Quiet Mind, Epic Life. Here it is. Bum, bum, bum. Quiet Mind, Epic Life. And this is chapter 13. And we've been doing a sequence now of things about the drunk monkey. But this chapter is on an unconscious reflex called holding other people accountable to agreements they never made. So it begins like this. Do you want a quiet mind, epic life? Then you will have to practice awareness of the drunk monkey and its unconscious reflexes over and over again. In other words, if you're going to experience a quantum leap in your happiness and your peace, the first time you go through this process, you're going to have to see the drunk monkey and you're going to have to release it. And your life will get really good really fast doing that. But that's not the end, right? It's, it's the, the end game. That's just the beginning. Can you imagine going to the gym one time and expecting to be fit for the rest of your life? It just doesn't work that way. An enlightened perspective is a skill that you must continue to practice and, and maintain in your life because that perspective is not what normally people do, right? Diets typically don't work because they aren't intended as a way of living. However, experiencing enlightened perspectives is intended to be a way of living in modern society. So unless you're planning on spending your time holed up in a cave somewhere, totally cut off from society, then you will have hidden motives to survive, which are going to be triggering unconscious reflexes of the drunk monkey. And that's what we're talking about today. That's why you're going to use these tools that I'm giving you over and over and over for the rest of your life. I just want you to take this in. Suffering is normal. Happiness is weird. You're going to be the odd one out when you take on these practices. And that's why Kristen and I are so dedicated to creating community so that all of us, all of us like-minded people can all hang out with each other and we can practice living with enlightened perspectives. If you're not a part of our Spiritual Hooligan Facebook group, be sure and make a request to get in that group with us. So then I say in the book, are you ready for the next stop on your drunk monkey tour? Let me introduce you to the unconscious reflex holding people accountable to agreements they never made. Agreements that the drunk monkey thinks are real and true. See, the drunk monkey believes that all the other people in the world should behave the way that you behave. The drunk monkey cannot recognize that it was programmed to behave the way that it does. The drunk monkey does not consider that it believes what it does because of your family, your community, and your culture. The drunk monkey thinks that what it thinks is what everyone else should think. It's a little bit of a tongue twister, isn't it? <laughs> the drunk monkey, it thinks what it thinks is, every, is what everyone else should think. It is a tongue twister. So the drunk monkey is naive, yet you listen to it like it is an all-knowing sage, and that is a huge mistake. Here's a perfect example. When your friend tells you how she dealt with a work situation, 
the drunk monkey will instantaneously jump in there and go, oh yeah, what about this? It starts making her wrong. Without even skipping a beat, it says, you know, if you would have done X, Y, and Z, why didn't you do that? Now, your friend looks at you and wonders why you've gone into this enemy status when a moment ago you were in ally status. Why are you making her wrong? A client calls your vendor and asks about a product that you sell. Suddenly you go ballistic. How dare she do that to me? She went around my back. She has no right. But let's tear that apart. In the client's mind, calling the vendor was the proper thing to do. Unless you specifically said, under no circumstances are you to call my vendors, right? So then, then they're breaking an agreement. But in very few cases is that true. In almost all cases, you just expected the client to behave in the way that you would behave. So instead of seeing things from the point of view, from their point of view, you think, how could they do that to me? Boo-hoo, I'm a victim. Boo-hoo, feel sorry for me. Boo-hoo, I have no power. Boo-hoo, I've been violated. Boo-hoo, that's the drunk monkey. Now, what does all of that drunk monkey posturing really mean? It means that you learned early on in life to use the hidden motive to survive victim to get people's sympathy and their attention. And here you are, an adult, still using the same thing that you learned as a child. Blah. To be honest, your client didn't violate you. You violated yourself with your unexamined reaction. Your reaction did the damage to you, not them. You were holding that client accountable to an agreement they didn't make. Your expectations were broken. Now, anytime your expectations are broken, you have to ask yourself, did they specifically agree to this expectation or am I holding them accountable to an agreement they never made? Did they specifically agree to this expectation or am I holding them accountable to an agreement they never made? Now, if they agreed, then you have a leg to stand on. But if they didn't, What's going on here? With awareness, you're going to be shocked at how often you're angry at people for not doing something they never agreed to. The drunk monkey literally thinks like, Matthew, don't be stupid. It's obvious to everyone that you do A, B, and C when you encounter X, Y, and Z. The drunk monkey is arrogant, which means the drunk monkey is ignorant. And what is obvious to you may be a complete mystery to someone else. What makes perfect sense to you may be completely insane to another person. You are not the ruler of the universe. But if you pay attention to the drunk monkey, you will discover that the drunk monkey thinks you are the ruler of the universe. If you don't catch the drunk monkey using this unconscious reflex, then you are destined to live a life of broken expectations blow-ups, and feeling like a victim. You'll feel like people are a pain in your butt, but you know what? People are not a pain in your butt. You are a pain in your own butt. When people don't behave the way you do, the drunk monkey makes them suspects, right? The drunk monkey is not able to put them in the nice and tidy safe box because when people behave outside of your expectations, the drunk monkey puts them in the quote-unquote potential threat box. It goes on high alert. It goes into fight or flight. 
Now, you'll be able to maintain your enlightened consciousness if you learn how to stay in an enlightened consciousness, an enlightened perspective. But you will not be able to maintain your enlightened consciousness if you are activated into fight or flight. And I hate to tell you this, but the world activates us into fight or flight unless we learn to recontextualize what's happening. Your consciousness over and over and over will be focused on lower level concerns like staying safe, being right, maintaining control, getting your way, proving that you're right, seeking revenge, making, people sure, making sure people know how important you are. This stuff guarantees suffering. Let me repeat it again. Take this in. Low level concerns. Staying safe, being right, maintaining control, getting your way, proving that you're right, seeking revenge, making sure people know how important to you. That stuff guarantees suffering. Now, not suffering like prolonged anguish, okay, but suffering like, you know, these moments of not feeling right or dissatisfied, never being totally satisfied, never feeling like you're in the right place at the right time, feeling like you don't, don't uh, have control or like you have to change things in order to be happy. And for a fairly high conscious person, that's what suffering looks like. And because you are high conscious, you're used to getting your way. Let's be honest. When people don't do what you want them to do and they break, their, break your expectations, you, you're used to manipulating people to get compliance. You have a lot of power. But this robs you of your joy. To exert force robs you of your joy. And look, people, uh, they'll, they'll come around to your side, right? So to exert force and will people to your point of view means that you're pushing against something. And this tendency to harbor silent expectations will always create a counterforce pushing back at you. And that makes your life harder than you want it to be and it robs you of your peace and your inner joy. Now, from an enlightened perspective, the goal is to experience a life of easy, effortless, flowing, and enjoyable. So here are six exercises that neutralize holding people accountable to agreements that they never made. One, nobody signed up for, the, for your way of living. Everyone was raised by different people. So your way is not more right or wrong than anyone else's way. Two, no one named you the ruler of the universe. No one appointed you the code of conduct police. Three, your rules for how people are supposed to behave, talk, walk, dress, conduct themselves, those are just preferences that you have. Your preferences are not the truth. They are not the, the best. They're not even valid. They just, they're just what works for you or what you like, and they may not even work for you. Next, where did your rules of conduct even come from? Did you make them up? No. You adopted this by observing other people in your early formative years. You were domesticated like an animal. You probably barely even know what your rules are. They're unconscious, but you're following them anyways. 
See, what makes your philosophy on life more right or more wrong than anyone else's? I mean, why you? Are you the model of good behavior? Was Jesus more right than Buddha? Was Muhammad more right than Krishna? No. They're all perfect exactly the way they are. They are perfect for the people that benefit from their message. You are not the Messiah. I'm not the Messiah. No one cares what you think. No one cares what I think. So it's important that you know that based on how far you, into, you are into this process, I suspect that you and I are very aligned in the way that we think, but that doesn't make me right. Okay? That doesn't give me the right to get mad at you if you don't follow my system, right? If you, don't, if you don't follow the systems that I'm outlining here, your opinion is the source of your suffering, not other people's behavior. What you say about it causes you to suffer. Other people are just doing what they're doing. Your resistance causes your suffering, not the circumstances, not their behavior. See, here, here's what's happening a person does something that breaks your expectations. Check. You label it as bad, wrong, good, right, whatever. Check. Your label makes you feel something. Let's pretend that it makes you feel bad. Check. Then you label it, you label it, I'm getting it wrong here. Your label actually causes you to suffer, right? So then you stupidly blame them for your suffering. It's stupid. And it's stupid because you're the only one who can create peace and harmony and joy in your existence. You're the only one can, who can do it. But you give your power away by blaming them. People are doing the best they can based on their perspective in the moment. We're all burdened with an ineffective perception of the world. 100% of us. And each of us are doing our best to live an enjoyable life, given the filters we have, the conditioning, the pre-existing information that comes through in karma, intentions, vows, purposes, etc. So give people a little grace, will you? Let them step on the cow pies. You aren't the model of perfection. Don't expect other people to be perfect either. Lastly, if everyone did what you did and felt the way that you felt, it would be a very boring world. So let's complete this with five new options that you can use to create quiet mind, epic life. Number one, hold people accountable to what they actually committed to. Stop holding people accountable to imaginary rules that you're imposing on them. Two, put yourself in their shoes. Rather than react, look at the world through their eyes. Practice noticing that they act correctly based on their point of view. Three, let people off the hook and forgive them for not knowing your code of conduct. They're doing the best they can based on the way that they see the world. Practice recognizing that you don't know everything and that all is well. Four, embrace the infinite mystery of being a human. Be willing to admit that you don't know nothing. You don't know how life is supposed to be. So practice being curious rather than arrogant. And then finally, number five, practice total and complete acceptance of all people in all situations at all times, including yourself. What you accept will transform. What you resist will persist. When you accept someone exactly as they are, 
the things that bug you about you will literally disappear right before your eyes because the things that bug you about them is actually stuff that is bugging you about you. So here's a question for you. Which one of those five options are you going to employ in your life today? Will you leave it in the comments for me? Look, you watched it all the way through. Let's engage. My name is Matthew Ferry, author of Quiet Mind, Epic Life. Make sure you like this video for me, okay? Will you share it also with your fellow spiritual hooligans? Leave me a comment. Tell me what you're going to put into your life today. Because all that stuff, the sharing, the liking, the commenting, that's what tells YouTube, hey, other people should watch this video. So it means a lot to me, but it also means a lot to the world. Be sure and like this video, okay? Because it'll let other people find this just like you found it. Now, if you dig the things that I'm talking about, subscribe to my channel. And finally, consider joining us in our Spiritual Hooligans Facebook group. There's a whole bunch of people just like you and me. We're all communing together. I'll put the link below. You come over, say you want to be in the group, we'll let you in. Thanks again for tuning in to this daily enlightenment.